This episode is dedicated to Kevin Conroy, Jason David Frank, and the late Chadwick Boseman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of The Most Lavish Podcast, exclusively on the Fourth World Pop Network. I am the one, the only, Wade Ilson. What's going on, everybody? I hope you're doing well. Happy Saturday. I am currently recording this right now, and you guys are getting this literally in about two hours or so. So, um, I know I've been away. Uh, things have been going on in life, you know, and I said I was going to do this monthly and I'm going to try my best and my damnness to stick to it. Um, a lot has gone on in pop culture lately, um, but I wanted to start on a little bit of a somber note. Um, in that time frame, I was away from podcasting and I wasn't, you know, on the microphone talking to you guys, two heroes of mine passed away. Uh, the first being Kevin Conroy, the legendary voice. We know him as Bruce Wayne Batman from Batman the Animated Series. Um, honestly, when his passing happened, it blew my mind. It, it hurt. A piece of my childhood was gone. And I didn't even find out the news through social media. I found out from my wife. And she's like, hey, um, Kevin Conroy passed away. And I'm just like, no, what? Like, no, baffled, shocked, hurt, appalled, all the emotions at once. And um, it hurt. It hurt a lot because I grew up watching this show, like literally since I was a kid. I remember my mom. Um, God rest her soul. I used to beg for her. I begged the entire time when Batman Mask of the Phantasm came out. Yes, I'm dating myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I said it was part of my childhood. Um, to take me to go see the Mask of the Phantasm because I had to see it because it's somehow connected to the animated series one way or another. And um she took me and uh, I truly love her for that moment because it was one of the greatest moments ever sitting back in a theater watching the animated series I love have a big motion picture and I think I correct I don't want to google anything right now I think the movie came out around Christmas so I may have to uh, pop that bad boy on and watch it but when you think Kevin Conroy and I want to, you know, uplift this a little bit. He is Batman. He is the voice of Batman. He is the voice of a generation. You could not read a Batman comic 
and tell me you didn't hear his voice. Every page I read, and he's heard this because he said it in an interview several times. Whenever he whenever he meets a fan that's like my age or yeah, even older, or someone who's just watching the series, like my niece. Um, she, I told her, I said, hey, go read a Batman comic book after you watched a few episodes of Batman the Animated Series. And I want you to tell me what you hear. And she, uh, she texted me and said, hey, uh, Uncle Wade, listen, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I hear it. I hear it. Like, it's impossible not to hear Kevin Conroy's voice. Um, that man's delivery with everything he did spoke. Uh, I still can't believe I'm talking about this. Um, Kevin Conroy was just one of those guys who was missed, who was truly missed, and is a legend. He was a living legend, and now he's passed on to better, to better, to a better life. Um, thank you, Mr. Conroy. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for being an immense part of my childhood. Thank you for being for an immense part to a lot of people's childhoods. Thank you for using your voice on so many platforms to help everyone you possibly could. You were a hero before you quote unquote put on the mask and we thank you. Um, another hard hitting one that really, really, I mean, it was a gut punch. It felt like they were about like maybe I think they might have been a week or two apart. Excuse me, a sip of cup of coffee. It is early in the morning as I do this. Well, early for me. Um, Jason David Frank, the legendary Green Ranger, White Ranger. He was a ranger for a ton of people's generations, but to me, he will always be the Green Ranger slash White Ranger. I know he was Zeo. I know he was Turbo. I know he was a lot of things, but to me, he defined the White and Green Ranger. Those are the go-tos for me every single time. I preferred the White Ranger over the Green Ranger. Sorry, guys, don't don't come at me. Even though the Green Ranger had some dope moments, um, he passed away. Um, and that one hurt just as much as Kevin Conroy. So I'm going to speak about not his passing, but some of my favorite moments from him growing up on Power Rangers. Now, let me tell you, Jason David Frank was so dope. He made a martial arts video and taught kids how to do karate and stuff like that, or taekwondo. I forget the type of martial arts he was teaching, but I had to buy it. I had to. And we all did it. We all did it if you had that video. You all went, Zixikyo! All the time. We all did it. You're lying if you say you didn't. Everybody knows that sound. Whenever he went, Zixikyo! He made it no matter what. 
and whenever he got hit, he'd go, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to laugh. Um, he would always do that, and I had to have that video, and he was the dopest. You know how dope the Green Ranger was? Let me tell you, I've, I've heard this story a million times, interpreted through so many different people on social media, TikToks were flowing the day he passed away. You know how badass the Green Ranger was to me? He was so badass that he had a five-part series about how he infiltrated the Rangers and kicked their asses. Like, single-handedly kicked their asses. He didn't even let them get into their Megazord properly. He got in there, jumped in, single-handedly whooped their asses, threw them all out, and then continued to whoop their asses. Before he even brought out the dragon zord with his, his his dragon flu, which by the way you gotta be a badass to have a dragon a flute as a weapon. It was a dragon dagger flute. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm old. I don't remember all these things. Life is way too fast. Um, and he would blow it but I never understood the concept now that I'm older. How could you blow in a flute if you're wearing a helmet that pretty that covers your entire face? But kid logic, I'm throwing that completely out the window. Um, another one of my favorite moments with Jason David Frank was when he had lost his powers when the candle started melting, the green candle and he disappeared but he was still around and he was like a friend to the rangers even though he couldn't do anything like except just help them fight putties he couldn't fight monsters or anything like that so they brought him back as the white ranger with saba and let me tell you let me tell you dopest way to come in ever he will always be my favorite power ranger i had an opportunity to meet him once and i uh, i should have stayed i should have stayed i had to go do some other stuff i should have just stayed the whole entire time and met him um but you can't hold on to certain things you have no power or control over and This really sucks to talk about. Like, he's not here. <sighs> but Jason David Frank, I want to thank you for being someone who helped me get through a lot of things in my life. And things that a lot of us had to go through. And you were a hero and an inspiration to so many. So I want to just say thank you. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. We love you. May you rest in peace. Kevin Conver, may you rest in peace. <sighs> Sorry, I had to pause for a second. Um...
I was going to talk about Wakanda Forever. Now, I know I'm late. <laughs> Believe me, I know I'm late, but better late than never, but they say late is better. Um, Wakanda Forever is the sequel to Black Panther. And going into this film, I knew there was going to be uh, respect and homage paid to Chadwick Boseman, who passed away in 2020. And when the first trailer came out, it showed uh, his funeral procession and everything like that. And... I wondered how they were going to honor it. How were they going to say um, or handle his death? So uh, I'm going to go into spoilers a little bit. So if you haven't seen the movie, guys, I'm going to let you know now, respectfully. Pause this episode. Go see the film whenever you can. Uh, It's still in movie theaters. I think it'll hit Disney Plus like in another month or two. And check it out then. But uh, let's let's go. I'm gonna give you to the count of five. One, two, three, four, five. So our movie kicks off um, with the honor to Chadwick Boseman in the Marvel in the Marvel opening scene, and then we get silence. Like, there's no music playing the whole time. And it's just pure silence. Um, We see Shuri running around, trying to, in her lab, trying to get people to make the herb that can help him um, recover. Because we found out that T'Challa was dying of a disease or something was infecting his body and the heart shaped herb was the only thing that could restore him and keep him alive um and the silence and the grief of her running frantically with Angela Bassett playing I always forget her name but the queen she comes out and says your brother has moved to join his ancestors and just heartbreak and silence as the synthetic herb wasn't made in enough time to save him. Um, wow, man, I didn't know dealing with grief on this episode was going to be part of it, but yeah, he passes. There's a beautiful uh, ceremony to honor him. And the one thing about this movie that played a huge role is grief and how to overcome it and how to go on with life. Like you don't forget about the person. You don't forget about the memories of the person. You don't forget about them at all. You find a way to get through and to keep going because in my eyes, through my interpretation of the film, Shuri had to go through an immense amount of grief and heartbreak and pain to get to where she was at that certain point. And um, before I go into Namor and all these other things I really enjoyed about the movie, 
I want to say this now. If Angela Bassett is not nominated for an, for an award for this film, and I know it was an action film, I know it's a comic book film, and I know it's passe, but the woman put on one of the best performances I've ever seen, and I love Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett was, hell, my mom's favorite actor, actress. Anything with Angela Bassett, my mom would watch. It did not matter. She watched 911. She watched What's Love Got to Do with It. She watched her in uh, the Jackson, the Jackson biopic, uh, An American Dream. I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you no more. <laughs> Come to find out that that line, that whole entire line, if you was ad libbed, but damn, she gave a powerful performance. Every scene she was in, from when she was speaking about to the uh, world leaders about thinking since T'Challa had passed away that it was that it was sweet and Wakanda was just weak at the moment. And she's like, come and try, see what happens. To her reminding Shuri that everything was gonna be okay. And her standoff with Namor to remind her like, and I'm saying this nicely, you know, guys, I'm trying to keep it PG, but it's my show, I can do what I want. It's like, don't fuck with me. I'm a queen, don't play with me. Don't disrespect my kingdom, don't disrespect my people, do not disrespect the land and my family. And she kept it real, as real as it could get. Um... Angela Bassett, thank you for that amazing performance. Whew. Ryan Coogler, damn you. Damn you. You know how to make a film, sir. You know how to make a film. You really, really do. And uh, I know you're you're a busy man. And you don't get these offers. You know, you have so many other things to do. But I just want to thank you putting together an amazing script with the cast crew everybody directing all the things you did behind this to not only pay honor to chadwick pay honor to t'challa pay honor to the characters you directed a few years ago from the black panther to now is a true testament of how amazing a director you are and how amazing a mind you are so i just want to say thank you for that Leticia Wright was also amazing in the film. I'm going to give her her due because, man, she carried a lot of that movie too. With her emotions and range of how she felt when going through not only the passing of T'Challa, but what was going to happen to her kingdom, to her people, to her land, to hell. Spoiler alert again, her mother when she lost her mother during the battle with Namor, who I'm gonna say this now. I know you guys are saying he was the villain of the movie. A lot of you are saying he was the villain of the movie, but he was not. He was just misunderstood. And he went through his own grief and struggle 
and pain that made him react the way he does. Ryan Coogler has this very interesting track record when it comes to these Black Panther movies, I noticed. The villains, quote unquote, are not really villains. They are justified in their means. It's just to a different extreme. And Namor was <laughs> fully, fully, fully to the extreme. Um, every scene he was in, you paid attention to because his words were just captivating. He kept you on the edge of your seat. He let you know that his land, his people, and his backstory is where he developed and became who he was and why he was doing the things he did and why he was going after the scientist who was quote unquote, see <laughs> I'm saying quote unquote or certain things too much. Um, Riri Williams, who also was one of my favorite parts of the movie. She was, <laughs> she was great on screen. And I always crack up when I bring this up to anybody who's seen the movie. Um, there's a particular scene when Shuri and um, Okoye go up to uh, her college and they find out she's the scientist that made that uh, helped make a machine to find vibranium, which is an issue that causes Namor to come out because there was vibranium within his his kingdom. Excuse me, sorry. Ooh. Doing a one-man show I haven't done in a while. I'm very parched, so I always have somebody to go off of. But I'm doing this solo dolo, <laughs> as usual. And I need something to drink. But Weary Williams' character was handled so well. Um, again, my favorite scene uh, besides her getting her suit and going after, you know, working with Okoye and Shuri to um, <laughs> to Wakanda was when she's putting on her Iron Man suit, quote unquote, and the security and the FBI and everybody bust in. And, she, and the one dude says, oh shit, she got an Iron Man suit. I cackled. <laughs> I still laugh about it every time um, with that scene. Spoiler alert, Shuri becomes a Black Panther. If you didn't know, now you know. I loved her suit. I loved her trials and tribulations to get to that point where she actually had had to make the heart-shaped herb a synthetic version of it to gain the powers of the Black Panther. And when you take the heart-shaped herb, for those who haven't seen it, um, it sends you to the ancestral plane and you get to meet with your ancestors and someone close to you to have a conversation about you know where to go, steps to take. Um, Things like that. And we all thought she was going to meet her mother or T'Challa or her father or something like that. No. We got to see her have an interaction with Killmonger, of all people. Michael B. Jordan made a, a cameo in this and still an asshole in the afterlife. How are you in the afterlife and you're still an asshole? Bro. But he reminded or tried to remind Shuri of why she why he did what he did 
and he he said you're no better than me your brother was weak things like that and he's like you're gonna make the same you're gonna do the same thing i would you think like i did that's why i was the one who came to you not your brother not your mother and not your father me because at the end of the day you're going to make the same choices that i would have made thankfully she didn't in the battle with namor she almost had him she had him dead to rights and it took her mother to visit her mentally and coming to him and come to her and say remind them of who you are remind them that you're the better person and namor yielded after the battle and there was a truth between Wakanda and namor's atlantis but I keep saying Namor's Kingdom when it's when it's clearly Atlantis, or there's another name for it, I believe. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I always love being corrected if so, if I don't know something. I'm not I'm not one of those people who hold myself in a high regard of nerd geekdom knowledge. Um, I will always love I will always love to hear people's thoughts and opinions, and if they want to give me more feedback or info on things, because I don't know everything. And they make a union of some sort, which will come into play later down the road. Probably within the Secret Wars films and the Kang Dynasty and all those things. So we will see where that plays out. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into the end credit scene, but damn did it hit. Um, one of the most powerful and I mean powerful end credit scenes in Marvel Cinematic History. Um, Yeah. Respectfully handled. Ryan Coogler, you are a genius. Uh, Thank you for that. Thank you for this film. It is literally out of Phase 4 because Black Panther Wakanda Forever was the final film of Phase 4 one of it's one and one a between that and no way home for me i'm not gonna say one or two it's one and one a depending on the mood and the vibe just a masterpiece i enjoyed it um guys i'm not gonna go on too long you know these solo dolo episodes don't go as long as they usually do i am one man i am not going to go forever with this but thank you for tuning in thank you for listening again my name is wade ilson if you'd like to follow me on social media i am available on twitter at wade ilson if you'd like to follow the podcast on twitter you can follow the podcast at the most lavish pod or at most lavish pod on on instagram um also if you'd like to follow this lovely network that you are currently listening to me on we just go on any social media platform and look up fourth wall pot network all together three words if you want to listen to us on any podcasting platform we are available on anchor which i'm currently recording on guys anchor is dope i love it i will use it until something or anything changes um <laughs> um you can listen to us on google podcast apple podcast Spotify, which will hit this first as soon as it is done being edited and ready to go. Um, Much love to you guys. 
stay tuned because there are a lot of things coming from the fourth wall pop network in the next few weeks um 2023 is gonna pop off with a bang i'm just saying much love to everybody i'm gonna end this one like i usually do with a piece of salute and i'm out i love you guys i will see you soon peace